0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL and all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes, and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! all right welcome in to episode 10 of hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast where we are going to dive into the past week nine matchup, see how things went there and look towards the future jared my name's joe i got jared with me here what's going on buddy
1: how you doing man
0: i'm doing well long Good. week uh had a long week of work here after the halloween weekend and yeah. uh it was uh, kind of uneventful. I don't know how it was on your part of town. We had a few thunderstorms, so they postponed it. Um, but we ended up doing Halloween on Friday. What about you guys?
1: We, uh, it, it came through okay. and we I went over to Brian's house, and we had a little bit of dinner. And then after dinner, it had stopped raining. So we went ahead and let, took old Tate and Wheels walked around and hit up about 10 spots, and they, they wrapped up. When I say what, they, I mean me. What they dress up as? Uh, so Tate was Woody from Toy Story. And, that's pretty legit. Yeah. And Wills was Buzz. So that's awesome. So they were, they, they did well. It was a lot of fun and just kind of walking around. It's, it's, it was, it's awesome though, because with, at that age, you just go to like eight hours and you're like, okay, this is fine. Y- yeah. Done. They're done. They don't, um, they don't, know any don't different. Yeah, they don't really know what's going on. I think it's Um, rad that they got candy. That's all. The the best part was Will's. I think it was either two or three houses. He just opened the door (laughs) (laughs) before people even came. He just opened the door, and then people kind of came up. But so he's taking
0: the initiative. You know, yeah, the guy's going to be a player when he grows up. Might need to,
1: yeah, might need to teach him how to do that a little bit. So a little breaking and entering, (laughs) breaking and entering. (laughs) Um, Wow,
0: we were the uh, so we. We did kind of the family affair as well, except we did it on Friday. But it was uh, the Ninja Turtles. So we had Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael. Um, Bradley was Casey Jones. Kelly was April.
1: Uh-huh. Nice. And, uh,
0: Christy and I were Foot Clan members. So ninjas. Okay. And they're uh, their uncle, Hunter, was Shredder, and we just we just ripped it up.
1: How many about. houses did you hit up?
0: We actually hit a decent amount. I, I'd say we probably hit up a, like, f- at least 50. Good God. Yeah, we did like a half circle around kind of near Brad's house, and kids were running back and forth, and it was a good time. What were you drinking? Beers. IPAs. Beers, yeah. Yeah, heavy, IP, heavy that's, on the
1: IPAs. I guess that's a good thing of, of like them moving to a uh, a, uh, a Friday night, didn't have to worry about working the next day.
0: Yep. I actually
1: ended so. up getting blitzed.
0: We had a little shindig around our cul-de-sac. Found out I got a few uh few neighbors that are into the pong, the ping pong. <laughs> how old um, are they? They're younger than me. Um. So we, I, we, I ripped the table out and we started ponging it. Uh, next thing I knew, I was like, just hammered, drunk and then we started playing some game. I don't know. It was a great time
1: though. um pretty
0: good time. Yeah.
1: Well, good deal. Well, and let's,
0: uh, what do you, what do you say? We get this thing started, huh?
1: Yeah. First I want to apologize that oh, we're a day oh. late on this. Um, so we had to, I had to work, I had a little bit of a work event late last night, got home and then. Tate's been acting up a little bit. So Morgan and I had to kind of talk through that, you know, kind of real life stuff, guys. You can't, this, this, the podcast had to wait when, when kind of had to figure out some behavioral stuff where you're three year old. First
0: of all, I don't apologize for anything. Okay. I do this out of the goodness of my heart. And when life events get in the way, the rest of the gym's just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Chaz. So, excuse me. I don't apologize for anything on this podcast. However, I will say this, I, I am a little under the weather, got a little bit of a cough, so I will say my apologies to that if you hear a couple coughs throughout the uh, the pod. But outside of that, I definitely do not apologize for anything. We're giving premium content at a discount. This is free of charge to all the GMs here, so you will get it when you get it. Yeah. So let's get this thing rolling, eh? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> It's time for the weekly Rapid Fire Recap. All right, welcome into this week's segment of Rapid Fire Recap. Jared's going to get us going. Who you got, Jared?
1: First off, we got the battle between me and Joey. The magic number is four. No, not what I'm constantly saying on the golf course. But, <laughs> but, Joey, Melvin Gordon and David Montgomery both had four one-yard rushing touchdowns. And? Yeah, I mean, you won. But, I mean, I think two of them got turned, uh, they-, they were like overturned on Trubisky was in at one point. And they pulled it back no. and try to give it a call. Yeah, he was in. They would have challenged him no. he was in. So Montgomery gets a rushing uh, touchdown. And then, uh, who was it? Cohen got in at one point? No, Cohen got
0: in. throttled, and I'm happy that he got throttled because like that was such line. a stupid decision to put a 5'7", 130-pound
1: back to run it up the middle like an idiot.
0: Stupid yeah. decision. He deserved yeah, it. later back.
1: Was. Or maybe no. somebody, it was some, but it was it was ridiculous. To How many did
0: you say the, it was four? You had four.
1: The, their four Russian touchdowns were both from one yard touchdown runs, and God. two of them, I think, two of them got like overturned from kind of play reversals, and then they got to go in and go from there. So, so if my math is it, correct, four in the times six. In the long term, in the long term, it didn't really matter, okay. matter that much yeah. just because of what happened. Uh, Mike Evans scores a, a third of my points, and I don't break 100. That's not what you like to see. Uh, Joey with a big win where some of his power players were out, were actually on in a buy. So, some, that, was a, that was a good one. Saw yeah. him. I had
0: one, two, three, four of my power players out on a buy and still pulled off the victory. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. All right. So, my matchup, I went back and I took uh, Chaz and Brooks. And just to let everyone know, oh, looks like Chaz, uh, excuse me, uh, Brooks changed his uh, team name back to the original team name. And not what he decided to be uh, making fun of me. So, anyways, <clears throat> Chaz moves to 8-1. and one, Brooks is down to 3-6. and six. And with this win, Chaz clinches a playoff spot. And he did so in great fashion coming off that loss to Brad last week. His reliable New England defense though uh, scored the lowest player on his squad, which that hasn't occurred ever. Um, slip only had three players outperform their projection uh, but this is no surprise to us uh, to us at this point in the season. I mean he he has to be he has to be used to that by now. Um, this loss puts him in a tie for the worst record in the league at three and six with four other GMs and a points battle for the romper. And at that point, I mean, we got a lot of teams sitting at three and six Brook Brooks is one of them. I think, I don't know if I don't think you're at one of them. Are you one of them? Three and six. Yeah. But either way, Chaz came out and he said, you know what? No lube, no spit, throw it up. Brooks's hoop, sandpaper finish. And he put a statement win here, winning by about 73.
1: So not bad. All all behind McCaffrey. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Brian versus Johnny. 17. No, not the number of the quarterback of the best uh, quarterback in NFL, Phillip Rivers. (laughs) NC State alum, go pack. But that's the combined score between Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. It's mm. tough for Johnny to win when that happens because mm. those are the two that have been carrying them. Brian actually had three guys, Kirky Cousins, Tyreek Hill, and Damian Williams. Dookie Johnson almost hit 17, but all three and Duke almost had 17 on their own. And what I feel like was a big upset of the week, just kind of looking at it on paper and everything like that, Brian takes down Johnny to get more comfortable at the top of that division. Yeah, that was a big win for, for Bri right there. Um, yeah. I
0: think in perspective, he's going to look at that win being the win that gets him into the playoffs. It'll probably
1: be his win this week. That gets him into the playoffs? Who's he got? You? Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So.
0: A lot of positive outlook. A lot of positive chi coming your way tonight.
1: I told you, I don't care if I (laughs) win or lose anymore. I just want to score a lot of points. Yeah. Just score a lot of points. I mean, his tight end, already scored a touchdown. So, got that going for me tonight. Hunter Henry? Yep.
0: All right, so I had next on the docket, we got Brad versus Mike. Uh, Brad, five and four. Mike, three and six. All right, let's start here. Mike had five players score 15.2 points combined. And the only <coughs> – excuse excuse me. The only reason he didn't score in the 80s was because of Pittsburgh's defense scoring 19 points. I wow. mean, just an abysmal performance on Mike's behalf. Um, so now that we got the trash out of the way, we need to talk about something. So let's talk about Brad playing Thielen again and scoring zero points. Um, I don't know in if his, Brad's getting his... a little cocky with his squad and playing guys he knows aren't going to score points and still winning. And now it looks like it's spreading across the league because, you know, Chaz is giving the middle finger to Mike and we'll get to that later.
1: But I mean, yeah, I'd like is, to get your is, thoughts this... on that. I know what you're going to say. This and... is the David Johnson <laughs> thing with the Cardinals. So, I mean, you were pissed off at the Cardinals for having David Johnson out there when it sounds like Thielen probably shouldn't have gone because he actually was active and he played and he tried to play like the first series and it just didn't feel right. So he set out the rest of the game.
0: But did they say, and I don't know this, and I guess Brad would be better to ask, but did they say that he was 100%? No, but they played him.
1: I mean, yeah, but it's Adam Thielen. If they say he's good to go, I mean, you kind of might have to take that gamble going, right? I mean, I would imagine, I mean, it was either that or he's going to have to go ahead and just play Kenyon Drake uh, three days prior to knowing anything, a status update on. Or or Mohamed Sanu that
0: threw yeah, up maybe. 19 on his bench. Either way, I mean, he's, he won the game, but it's just, I think those two, the fact that he pulled out two wins by play, by not having any points scored from one of his top receivers is
1: quite horseshoe-like. It just yeah, he would probably beg the difference. Say that just speaks <laughs> volume to how how well rounded his team the, is. The depth of his team, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Shit, yeah, lucky fuck. All right, last one, last one. We got Pittman versus Rusty. Four, no, not the XXL XL romper that's going to be soon to be Pittman's. But four first-time starters for Pittman. Devontae Parker, (laughs) Carlos Hyde, Jameson Crowder, and Greg Olson. First-time starters for Pittman. Some of them he pulled off the bench and in trades. And they combined for 52 points in what was sure to be the biggest upset of the week. He was projected to lose by 38 before kickoffs. Oh, yeah. And he turns around and wins by 42. Fantasy is a fickle, fickle whore, Rusty. He makes two trades and is 0-2 since then. Panic time? I don't know. I I think so. I mean, the only reason that this was
0: 40 points is because Russell Wilson decided to go into overtime and score 43 points. I mean, you knock 20 points off of that. He's sitting near, you know, in the 90s. I mean, even more of a beatdown. Yeah, that's where I am in the 90s. Pittman's trades though you gotta say he made trades I think his team is better now than it was and maybe you know that's what he needed I don't know if he'll be able to salvage the next four weeks that we got here um, to to make something of it but you never know you never know Rusty is easily could go on a skid here and knock himself out so we'll see what happens but uh, good job there for, uh, for old Pittman
1: All right, that was rapid fire week nine recap.
0: It's time to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, welcome into the week 10 uh, segment of good, bad, ugly. I'll get a start us off here. My good is going to be Chaz. And you know what? It seems like six of the last 10 episodes I've put Chaz in as the good. And it's not as if I'm doing it on purpose. The guy is doing that well to be put into this position. Um, He has 33% of the weeks Chaz is scoring the highest point total. So right now he's carding 30 bucks already which in my previous 10 years in the NCFFL, I think is only $10 short of what I earned. So Ooh, good self-burn. Yeah, self-burn there. Not a big deal. Uh, he's averaging 158.14 points per week. I mean, that's just crazy. It's It takes an epic week for you to beat him, Brad. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but this time he did it without a dominant defense. And instead had six guys score twenty or more points. And the crazy part about this was he actually left points on his bed on his bench. Uh, so he didn't even have his optimal lineup in. If he did it it would it would have been even more of a beatdown for Brooks. And I don't I I I don't know for sure, but I, I do think that Slip has had like a couple losses, like seventy points or more. For some reason, I want yeah. to say that.
1: Yeah, it's up there, and I know he's run into. He was he made a comment where he's faced Chas twice, and both times he's faced him. I think Christian McCaffrey had like thirty-five points in both games. So, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey scores thirty points a game, so that's not yeah but unusual. Still, you got, I mean, yeah, but you got no shot when. So I, I mean, it's it's up there, but. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. It's impressive. Technically, it says that he's clinched the playoffs, but he hasn't, just because record-wise, he's only four games up, so he could lose out and get tied there. Um, but his
0: points are, points are astronomically
1: <laughs> above it. But, but then, but then clinched. you look at the points, and you're like, three. He's three hundred points ahead of like what the, the six wild card. Or wild, yeah, wild card spot would be so. It's safe to say he's in. Yeah, he went. Yeah, so yeah, so he's. It's. I'm. I'm okay with Yahoo going ahead and putting that up there. That hey, we think this guy's gonna get in. So yeah, so but yeah, I I can't can't disagree with that being your good. Yeah,
0: pretty solid. Who you got?
1: Uh, My good is uh, it's actually uh, a guy by the name of Jack Ryan, (laughs) season two. On Amazon Prime, if you haven't checked it out, guys, you need to. It's awesome. Guys. It if you saw concur- season one. If you saw season one, you don't have to know anything about season one don't. to watch season two. Completely different storyline, but it's awesome. Eight episodes, about an hour long. Um, I think I'm on episode. I think I got two more to go, and it's it's really really good stuff. So you're um, that deep
0: into season two already? huh? Oh yeah,
1: I got hooked. My my <clears throat> yeah. Morgan goes to bed about. She falls asleep at like nine o'clock at night. So um sounds like my wife yeah so and then i'm just kind of laying in bed there and kind of watching tv so it's uh but so but, season so
0: two nothing uh, so first of all if you haven't seen it i totally recommend watching season one it's a great season
1: amazon prime video prime um, video
0: but nothing there from season one carries over
1: like the girlfriend? I mean the two guys. What about the know, girlfriend? Girlfriend, completely different chick.
0: Oh man, um, Rivers just threw a pick, and I think that's his third on the day.
1: Oh, Eddie? sorry yeah, for the live,
0: sorry for the live commentary here. Yeah, but oh. a red zone pick here for the Raiders, and I think that's his third on the
1: day. <coughs> oh, we got flagged though. I need all the help I can get here. Yeah, I do too, man. I need. I need oh, we need...
0: offsides on the Raiders. No oh, way. it's
1: coming back. No way. Wow. Yeah. Well, Joey, you're ahead of me on what I'm watching. So I got keep, better. Keep TV. your mouth shut. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Well, I'm watching it on my laptop. Um, but yeah, that that's my good. Jack run. Oh, another plug, though. Silicon Valley Final Seasons also currently airing on HBO. So those are my good. So two great episodes or two great shows. I don't have the HBO. It costs too much. Um, I'm stealing it from somebody. Oh, good for you.
0: All right, so my bad. I'm going to go with Brad, and I know we kind of we kind of touched on this earlier in the rapid fire recap. But two weeks in a row, he starts stealing, and still pulls off the victory. And <clears throat> for him scoring zero points, I, I, I the reason I put his bad is this is this like the new horseshoe guy? Is is he taking over John's horseshoeness or cloverness? I mean, it could I'm, be. I'm told. I mean, Here's what I heard today. I'm told that Thielen's going to be out yet. I still saw him in his lineup tonight.
1: Well, he's moved now. He's, he's got, he's he pulled him out. Him? He, he pulled okay. him out. Now he's got Cole Beasley in there now. Well, so, it wouldn't, be, I, I, it would not so slight, surprise, slight him. upgrade, slight upgrade.
0: Oh, Melvin Gordon uh, touchdown. Thank you. Um, it would not surprise me if Brad just extends a nice big middle finger to whoever he's playing this week. And I, I, don't, I don't know who it is. I'd have to go, go to look at my notes. Um, he's actually playing rusty. It wouldn't surprise me if he extends a nice middle finger and throws Thielen in the lineup, lineup anyways, just as a fuck you, I'm going to beat you by 20. Um, uh-huh. Because it's paying off the last two weeks, so why not?
1: Might as well. Might as Might well. well. go for it. But... Don't screw
0: around with the fantasy gods.
1: Yeah, keep doing it, man. Ride that heater. Ride that heater. Who's your bad? My bad is actually my entire estate of sports right now, okay? Have you been following NC State football? I – no, no. So we've been – we've averaged about eight to ten wins the past like three, three years. We're in not football? so much in football. Yeah. Okay. So not. so. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different story because our coach has actually never beaten anybody good, but he's somehow getting to like nine and ten wins each year. It's crazy. Um, and we have Clemson rolling into Raleigh this week. Joe, can you want to guess what the, uh, the spread of that game
0: is? Um, <clears throat> this would be pure speculation, uh, but based on my degenerateness, I'm going to go with a 26-point spread. 32-and-a-half. I was going to go 31,
1: but I thought that was too (laughs) high. (laughs) 32-and-a-half-point underdogs. That's embarrassing. Are you going to take it then? No. They're going to get beat by worse than that. You think so? So, Yeah, they'll get beat by worse than that, especially Clemson coming in at fifth in the playoff rankings, the initial ones. Um, They're going to come in, and they're just going to annihilate State so we're we're not good at anything but leads me to my next point um the carolina panthers all right and hear me out okay the cam be situation cam situation has it's just kind of more kind of gotten depressing more than anything because now us panthers fans are realizing that hey he might not play with the panthers ever again so it's going to be interesting what kind of happens but that's just kind of depressing he's not coming back this year we're sitting good, and you're like, Jerry, what are you talking about? You're, you're, what are we, five and three? You got five wins. Have you seen the NFC? Right now, there are nine teams that are above 500. Yeah. We have a tough back half of the schedule, and I'm guaranteeing there's going to be at least one, maybe two teams in the NFC that's left out with 10 wins. So we got a tough uphill climb to come through. So let me, let me turn to my fantasy season. Oh, it's trash. And on top of that I have to do this god awful podcast every week just to remind <laughs> easy, you about easy how bad I am. So easy. So So all that rumbles up and I know how much of a basketball fan you are. So uh, yeah, it's the worst N- sport ever. Yeah, NC State basketball, college basketball is back this week. And so something completely new because the ACC has expanded their conference schedule to 20 games. A lot of teams were opening up on their very first night of basketball against an ACC opponent. NC State has Georgia Tech coming into town. Our two best players are out. And heartbreaker, we lose in overtime. We foul a guy with about two seconds left. He makes both free throws, and we lose by one. So, that's the estate of my sports right now. So, it's pretty bad. And Hunter Henry's already scored tonight. Yeah, that's bad.
0: Let me ask you this about Cam, because when I sent my little text the other day, nobody responded.
1: Right.
0: did, I mean, where do you, a, a, I want to know where you think he's going to play next year because it's not going to be at Carolina. That would be the smart move for the organization. Uh, and debatably, debatably. Do you think they're going to resign him? Your think owner is they moving
1: know, off of him. They, owner, maybe, yeah. The owner is going to be the one that makes the decision. But his cap space is a bargain right now if he's helpful. I, okay. I
0: I would put money down that he's not back with the Panthers next year.
1: So, I mean, there's a lot of different things. He might not even be in football next year. I don't know. He's but. not.
0: Uh, here's the thing. Is all, all the – like the Brads, maybe you. I don't think John was as much, and I'm not too sure about Brian or Slip, but Brads, that like a Cam Newton apologist – where he says he's the best, like he's a great thrower. He's an awful thrower. The only reason that his his completion percentage went up last year and a half is because of North, North Turner. All you did was extend your running game to little five-yard passes. And that, that doesn't show that you're a good down-the-field passer and that you can make. 15 yard dig throws or 30 yard out throws you can't he he's not good at that he never has
1: been good at that so unless yeah i would a, disagree there and say all the short passes were always his problem is because he would just throw it he was not accurate enough to because the thing with short passes is you're trying to you set have to it have up touch. to where it's not even touch though it's like you have to put it in a perfect spot to where they are catching the ball short and be able to run and go and I'll it's say this, much. he did. He was awful, but he at least got better. But those are throws that a quarterback needs to make in the NFL. Which he was making at the beginning of last year before he got hurt. Yeah. And so that's the big thing that a lot of people are saying is like, okay, if he comes back healthy and is able to make those throws, he if he comes back healthy, he has way more upside than Kyle Allen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at this point, is it it's
0: Kyle Allen or Cam Newton? But it, it's right. if, I think if, that he said to the organization, "I'm shutting it down." I don't think it was.
1: Maybe I mean that's kind of the that's like the most interesting part is like all this stuff that potentially is coming from his camp on. He wants to either shut it down. He's trying to figure out more like market outside of Panthers. He's trying to do a lot of other stuff that way. So I don't know. It's I don't think his head's in the game. Up, but
0: I don't think he's more about Cam and not about team.
1: Yeah. Debate, ah, we'll, we'll, debatable. Cam would thrive
0: that. in the NBA
1: because the NBA is a
0: me, is a is a me, league. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. NFL is a team game, and Cam's not a team guy; he's a me guy. Well,
1: I would I would differ. But he's a he's a I me can...
0: monster. You ever see that guy? He's uh, like Brad Rogan or something. Me monster, pretty solid. Look uh-uh. him up. I forget his name. It's like. Something Rogan or Regan Brian, Brian Regan. Oh, uh, yeah, Brian Regan, me monster, me, me, me. Okay, <laughs> sorry, tangent. There. All right, what's your ugly? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, my ugly, unfortunately, Jared, your tight ends all year.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, so you brought the stat up last week, I believe it was, where you haven't had a, any of your tight ends scored uh, more than double digits, and that continued on because they didn't do that last week as well. Um, but I went through some numbers here. I found out that your tight ends are scoring an average four point five two points per game, and that number was elevated on two weeks of having guys score eight point one points. So, <clears throat> if we took more, that's more, those that's more than away, I thought. If we took those two away, it would be even lower, um, and that's over the whole year. So, <clears throat> this week you had seven players combined for thirty five point five points. And really the only reason that your game was close was, was because of Mike Evans decided to go and have two consecutive weeks in the 30s.
1: Yeah, um, and your and and two running backs with four one-yard rushing touchdowns. Hey, still one. Uh, but well, you were talking about how close <laughs> and competitiveness at that point. But yeah, I hear you. Did you know that in
0: nine weeks, 22% of your players have scored less than five points each week? So two of your ten starting players are scoring less than five points every single week, a little more than two. What do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised is how I feel about it. Um, do
0: you chalk that up and- to just poor draft, um, poor drafting, um, bad waiver wire decisions, um, um,
1: incorrect yeah. um, flex play I it's mean, not the flex play i've never been able to find my running back too. right keenan allen who knows what's kind of been happening with him it's just kind of one of those slumps that the star wide receivers kind of go through and i don't know if he's going to break out of it so that was one thing <laughs> obj um, um, i'm sorry what about it i
0: just had a cough an obj cough
1: sorry yeah so got that going Um, I don't even really want to consider, like, defense and kickers because that's just a crapshoot as it is. And then, I mean, Devontae Adams getting hurt. It's kind of causing me kind of trying to chase the tight end spot all year. So, yeah, I'm aware of it. I don't think I'm going to – as you heard my bad, I don't have any really – a lot of hope that I'm going to be able to kind of turn it around and be, like, a competitive when it comes to the championship. But I just want to kind of – Hang around for the last kind of week or so. If I can go into the last week where I have a shot at like pulling something, some magic out of my hat, I'll take it at this point. Just get them, get as many points as you can. Yeah. And that's not very common for me right now. <laughs> so, but, um, I mean, my, my tight end right now that I traded for in the past, what, six quarters has combined for like five catches for, Mm, he's combined for five catches for 70 yards in the last eight quarters. I mean, six quarters, no, 10 quarters.
0: God,
1: that's all. But, but what do I do? What am I supposed to do? I, don't, I don't, Yeah. Trade, trade people. Trade, trade. I mean, trade tra- tra- I mean I, I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, that's, Oh, he's a, he's a tight end one according to all the experts. I don't see it in production. Oh, Keenan Allen. He's a he's a high end wide receiver too. It hadn't been producing, so all I can do is just roll out who I think the best players out there, and then figure it out from there. Yeah, that's a tough call. It's just fa- it's fantasy. Now you know what I've been
0: feeling for the last nine years. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just get these these rough years where you just don't know what to do. It's it's, it's fantasy, and you yeah. just get stuck that's... with that sometimes. All right, who's your ugly?
1: My ugly is actually going to be the bye weeks. Okay. Or bye week, week 10 bye week. There are currently 28 roster spots that are slotted to players on bye weeks. There are oh. a lot of randoms guys that are having to get tossed into lineups this week. I'm actually going to be one of them because I got a running back spot that I need to try to figure out. I've been trying to try to do some wheeling and dealing before trade deadline on Saturday, but nobody's biting on my sorry ass players. So, and understandably, <laughs> but it's, I are you trying to so overachieve on? on that? Well, yeah, probably, are you, you given like rusty gotta, trades? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more so given like you kind of trades. So, <laughs> no, you know, I, yeah. My trades are fair. I go through and I
0: make sure that they're somewhat fair.
1: I don't do a loose, loose, loose,
0: loosely definition of somewhat. No, I think within 15 points, like total points on the season within 15 points is reasonable um, because that's one or two touchdowns are too big. Like if you if you take away the guy that you're trading his top score and his bottom score and then do the average there, that's kind of what I do. Because Mm -hmm. I take away their biggest game and their worst game, and then kind of that gives me a better understanding of how they are. That's how I make the decision of, hey, I want this guy for this guy. I just think that's better than looking at the total score, which I think most people do. And Rusty just like, you know, Rusty's like, I want, I don't fucking know, uh, McCaffrey, and I'll give you a tight end.
1: And his argument's like,
0: well, this is the number one tight end.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, what So, so the big, um, the big debate this week was Chaz coming out saying that he is not dropping any of his players to fill a tight end spot. So he is, he is intentionally electing not to play a tight end. It went around the
0: league. It went a little viral around the league this week. Uh, something that I think w- we expected to talk about. Um, I'll give a quick take real fast. My first thought was, you're a pussy. That's my first thought. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, there's no rule against it. I mean, he could sit five guys if he wants to and not, not play him if he wanted to. So, I after thinking about it i don't think it's a problem if he wants to sit a guy he can sit a guy it's no different than brad playing at Thielen and him being out <clears throat> he's just making a conscious effort to do it and on brad's side it was just he was just an idiot and didn't think about his fantasy football team yeah.
1: so and i mean i think it yeah when you intentionally do it though it's it's, my only – He's my just only... sticking
0: a middle finger up to Mike and say, fuck you, you're not going to beat me even if I said a tight end. And he probably won't.
1: Well, and he, but he could. But my, whole, my only problem would be if we're rolling into Sunday night or Monday night and he's – it's a close game and he's not going to go pick up a tight end to try and match that close game, then I got a problem with that. Well, like if I mean, it's a close, win, a, because then it, it, that's just completely changing the whole landscape of wins and losses, <laughs> especially now that what I mean. And this is kind of the recent development is the change in the where AJ Green, it doesn't sound like AJ Green is going to play this year.
0: No, he's actually, I just saw this earlier today, he's out
1: indefinitely. So, so I mean, there's the guy to drop. If you're Chad. So if he doesn't drop AJ green to pick up a tight end, then I think it's messed up. And I think something's going to have to be addressed.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was going to bring this, I was going to bring that AJ green thing up uh, later in the pod, but I'll I'll address it now. And that's a great point. Because now that he's been determined that he's going to be out indefinitely, why is he going to, why are you going to keep him? Because to my knowledge, he didn't did he drafted McCaffrey, right? So, he's probably going to keep McCaffrey, potentially. I mean, he could probably keep New England's D if he wanted to. Um, But he's not going to keep A.J. Green. So, drop the guy, pick up a tight end, and toss him in there. Yeah. And beat Mike by, you know, 65 instead of, you know, 55. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, Chaz is going to pick up some Jamoke off the bench, off the uh waivers or whatever free agency and the guy's gonna have an epic week and score like 16 points so
1: maybe but i mean i was i mean jason witten's available uh, <clears throat> kyle, kyle rudolph on sunday night these are sunday night guys so this isn't like one o'clock games this is yeah. the, the sunday night guys well what do you think the punishment was be you s- you mentioned that so what do you think
0: would be a legitimate punishment obviously it would have to be voted upon but
1: I don't know I mean I think yeah
0: I don't know I mean unless there was some sort of collusion I don't think you can you can punish the guy because he's, but... he puts himself into it like if he was at if, if Chaz was in the middle of the league in terms of points and record, he's dropping one of his defenses and picking up a tight end. But right. his I squad guess. put him into a position to where he can take an L because he knows he's going to score points. I mean, he might lose scoring 140 points, but
1: it, it doesn't matter. He's going to make the playoffs. So what does he care? But, yeah, I mean, I get that. Exactly. <clears throat> but I think and it's not so much what he cares it's what the league in general cares. So if he's like on the opposite side of it and he's fighting at the bottom or fighting for a playoff spot, and then – I don't know. I'll use me for an example. And who's he play this week? He's got Mike. Okay. So say, say it ends up where I finish at four and nine. Pittman finishes at five and eight, and Michael finishes at five and eight. But I have Michael beat by 50 points. And I finished last because Chaz didn't play a tight end or at least try to play a tight end to win. And that's assuming that Mike beats somebody by, like, a handful of points. <coughs> Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. <coughs> so, Excuse me.
1: I don't know. I just think it's kind of <coughs> dicey and just kind of – it's something that kind of we'll, we'll monitor this week and then we'll, we'll see what happens. It
0: makes sense, but – Right now he's favored by fourteen, um, without a tight end in the lineup. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it might not. I mean, he might. <laughs> excuse me, end up throttling Mike by thirty, and it's not going to matter. He might. He might end up losing
1: by a whole lot, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I sure. agree with that point. I'm just saying, you're going into Sunday night, and the projections are like about even, and you're still not willing to play uh a- Fight, I think yeah. he will. I mean, now that, now that AJ Green's going to be inactive, I think he drops
0: him and, and he picks somebody up. So yeah. uh, that's what I think. We'll happen. see. But <clears throat> all right, buddy. Well, that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, guys. We all know someone that's stressed out about something, but stressing out about hair loss is a thing of the past. And I bet you thought there was never a real solution. Now there is with Keeps. Keeps is the easiest way to keep your hair. Look there's no magic cure for baldness but by starting Keeps now you can keep the hair you have and get your treatment without leaving your house. Get Keeps the easiest way to keep your hair. Go to Keeps.com to learn more.
1: Here comes the boom or bust. All right, welcome
0: into this week's segment of boom or bust. Jared,
1: get us started, brother. All right, my boom is gonna it's gonna be it's gonna kind of surprise you a little bit. It's gonna be kind of under the radar a little bit. It's actually two guys, and they're from the same team. Okay. The powerhouse, high-flying offense of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Devontae Parker and Kalen Balaj. Tell me more. Yeah, Devontae Parker's about to go for eight catches for 110 and two touchdowns. Two. Wow. And Kalen Bellage is going to all-purpose come for, not all-purpose, but just total rushing and catching is going to be for 85 yards and a touchdown. I know you're like, that's not really boom status, but when it's Kalen Balage, that's, that's a boom. Who are they playing? Uh, I think
0: Indy. That's going to be tough. I think that'll be tough, but we'll see. I like it. Off the Top. wall there. All right, so my boom, and just as a recap here, I picked uh, Tyler Lockett, and I said he would uh, hit a line of 13 catches, 152 yards and two touchdowns actually that's not what i said he would hit but i did say that he would hit quite a bit and that was his line 13 152 two catches 33.7 points so right now i am hot on my boom picks this week i'm gonna go with brian and obj
1: oh weird of course
0: yep Sorry about that, but his last 20-point game came back in week two, and the Browns are on a four-game losing streak. And if OBJ doesn't have a good game here and the Browns don't win, it is going to blow up in Cleveland. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going with OBJ. It's probably going to be the guy that is going to make it blow up if they don't win. So, for that reason – I think this powder keg stays subdued for one more week. OBJ goes nine for 147 and two touchdowns in a loss. I do think they're going to lose. Even though OBJ does well, and when they do lose, that Cleveland squad is going to blow up. It's going to be epic to listen to. They haven't already? Oh, they. I mean, OBJ has been pretty quiet. Throughout the year, considering the fact that I think he has one touchdown on the year, I
1: don't know. I know it's. I know it hasn't been good.
0: It's been awful, and he is not going to be happy about it. So if they lose again and go on a five game skid, it's. <coughs> excuse me, that powder keg is exploding, and it's gonna. It's gonna be awesome to listen to talk radio. So, <laughs> he's my boom.
1: Who's All your right. bust? My bust, other than your voice, is gonna Kenyon Drake. X-Dolphin. So I like this. Yeah. I like the theme X- there. Ex-dolphin. So it's a lot of dolphins wow. on Wow. So Kenyon Drake is gonna be uh he's gonna be be uh facing this. it's a stingy Tampa Bay run defense. And I think I'm hoping a lot of the the offense from the from the Arizona side it's going to be going through Christian Kirk. This, I need it to be his week. Just one time, Christian. One time. Christian so, Kirk. But, yeah, Kenyon Drake, I think he's going to kind of come back to earth and he's going to be a bust this week. My original bust, just FYI, I had in there when I was kind of doing some midweek prep work on Tuesday. I put in Ronald Jones as my bust. Okay? Yeah. And I was like, I felt kind of confident I was going to get him <laughs> on the waiver and I made a rookie mistake. Just a rookie mistake. Which was? Well, I'm sitting there. I'm going, okay, I'm looking around. Who might be needing a running back? The guy was playing, Brian. I know he was like, he needs him. He's got $40 left. He's not going to bid at all on Ronald Jones. And so at one point I thought about, wow, oh, just, just in case, I might as well put 41 just so I know I can at least beat Brian. And then I'm like, do I really want to do 41 40 on, on Ronald, Ronald, Ronald Jones? Jones? Even though I do think he's got the potential to be like a solid RB2 the rest of the way. And so I like, so I dialed it back down to 33, and what do I see Wednesday morning? Brian bid $40, 40. on him. <laughs> and so there's a theme here because – When I played Johnny, he offered me – he wanted to give me Tevin Coleman and for – I think it was Keenan Allen. Or he wanted to give me Tevin Coleman for maybe – and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't pull the trigger. And if I pulled it – and then what did Tevin Coleman do? Four touchdowns. So That was a few uh, weeks back. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago. So, that one would have hurt. If I would have made that trade, I would have won. And then – um last week Chaz and I were talking and he wanted Keenan Allen. And so I said, Marlon Mack. He said no. Derrick Henry. I said no. Derrick Henry drops about 25 points. <laughs> that that would have been nice if I'd have made that trade. So instead of Ronald Jones being a bus, since I didn't get him and the guy I'm playing him got him, he's probably gonna go for a boom. I hope he goes for a bust because Ronald Jones has been like the
0: LaShawn McCoy over the past like two seasons. I think I drafted him last two years ago and expected him to do really well. And then that's, I think he was on my team for a little bit this year and I got rid of him. He's got so much potential, but he just has not showed up, but. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets to Brian squad and just starts going banana lands. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so my bust, week nine. As a recap, uh, I doubled down on Devontae Adams. I said he would be a bust. I won that one, at least in my eyes. He only had 7.6 points. That's a bust for Devontae Adams, who I think was the number one receiver going into this year. Uh, and then I also picked Nick Chubb, who I think was a bust as well last week. points. He was projected to be about 18. I mean, if it was around 15, I'd say not a bust. But 11 points, that's a bust for you, bud. So I'm going to give myself two wins there. Um, For this week, however, I'm going to go with my bust being Delvin Cook.
1: Underperforming
0: last week. I think he continues his underperforming in the prime time against the Cowboys. Sunday night. Dallas's D stacks the box. And with Thielen out they're going to make cousins beat them throwing. I think Cook's line is going to be 16 for 52 yards, no touchdown, four catches, 31 yards, and you going to have right around 10 points, which will be a bust for him. But, you know what? It is a Sunday night primetime game. Kirk Cousins is off of he plays like trash in primetime games. And so I think that they're going to make him try and throw the ball around and he's not going to be able to do it. And they're going to stack that box, and they're going to contain Dalvin Cook. So he's going to be my boss for Week 10. It's a ballsy one. That's a ballsy one. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Maybe, uh, maybe Brooks can, can capitalize on that. Uh, but we'll see. Brooks' team doesn't really do a good job of capitalizing on anything.
1: who? So.
0: Sorry. Slight burn there. All right, boys. That was Boom or Bust. It's time for you make the call. All right. Welcome into this week's uh, segment of you make the call. We're going to go through each of the GMs, look at some of their players that they have on their bench or in their starting lineup and have you make the call, Jared. So we're going to start off with Brad versus rusty. Uh, First of all, you're going to be Brad and I got, uh, Dak Prescott or Drew Brees? And uh, another question after you pick that for you.
1: Uh, we got, so Breeze is at home against Atlanta and Prescott's at home on Sunday night against Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, Breeze is the easy play Atlanta second. They're terrible. I mean, they are, their defense is awful. So you have to, you got to go Drew Breeze. I would be enticed to play Dak just because it's a Sunday night game and you might feel like you easily win, but yeah, Drew Breeze is the right play. I think uh, I'm going to concur with that. Um, I think that's,
0: I mean it's it's the Falcons. They're just bad, right? So easy decision. I think he's got them in right now. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully that pans out for him because he has been picking incorrectly when it came to Breeze and, and Prescott. I think we've hit on this a few times throughout the past weeks, and it's always been the other guy that's outperformed. So we'll see if uh, he's been able to change that. But here's my question to you, and I noticed this the other day looking through the league. <clears throat> He's got Everett Ingram in as his mm-hmm. tight end,
1: and he yeah. is out. Yeah, and, good thing. Well, well Brad's <clears> not gonna <throat> not play a guy who's injured. So yeah. Oh, so wait. I, I was oh, wait. Looking, He might.
0: I was looking at his bench, and he doesn't have a lot of people that he could. I mean, he could obviously drop any of them, but I don't think he has anyone that he really would like to drop. So my question is, does he pull a Chaz and not play a tight end this week? What do you think he's going to do?
1: Or does he think, just
0: – I mean, he could just drop Evan Ingram, I guess.
1: He, he doesn't have the luxury like <clears throat> Chaz does to where Chaz has that big, big lead and big cushion. I mean, Brad's kind of has to win. So, I mean, I think my guess is he drops Muhammad Sanu um, and goes and picks up uh, some tight end, some Rando tight end, maybe Jason Witten. Um, and uh, just kind of swings it that way. So my guess is at some point he's going to drop Muhammad Sanu and pick up a tight end. Didn't he drop like 30 bucks on Sanu? Maybe, but he. this is also the guy who spent like $10 on a running back who wasn't on a team, So <laughs> only to drop him like eight days later. Would you just get rid of Evan Ingram? I think that's what he's nah. going to end up doing. I, I mean, it's – they Don't they say he's, like, day-to-day? But, I mean, that, the, like, mild foot sprain kind of ends up turning into a potential. I mean, it's hard, but he's too, he's too good to, like, just go ahead and dump. You think so? Yeah. Okay. We'll see what
0: happens. It's going to be interesting. He might pull a Chaz. He might go three consecutive weeks of having a guy just play and not score any points. So, uh, we'll see what the heck happens there. All right. So, you're going to be rusty. And I got one for you here, John Brown or Devontae Adams. It seems easy on paper, but Devontae Adams has not been doing very well throughout the year, going against up a stingy
1: Carolina defense. It's, it's the whole thing. Hey, don't sit your studs. Right. So, yep. I mean, Devontae Adams, he, he's, he's probably going to be facing James Bradbury. who's a bigger corner and is pretty good against bigger receivers. But did you see what happened to Aaron Rodgers last week in Los Angeles against the Chargers? He got worked. They worked him. So this is is one of those – I was talking earlier about Clemson being pissed off and going to NC State. This might be one of those games where like Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed off about his performance and he might kind of air it out. Would you rather barely lose with Devontae Adams on your bench because of that or barely lose because you played Devontae Adams over John Brown?
0: I think it depends if I played Devontae Adams and
1: you just, you got to ride or die with Devontae
0: Adams. So yeah, you got to go Devontae Adams. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just think there's not a lot of consistency there. And I think the upside of John Brown at Cleveland, because Cleveland hasn't been that great. I think that's, is just an option, right? I think, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I know it's a tough call. I mean, quite honestly, as we're watching this game tonight at halftime, Mike Williams is sitting at Zippo. So, pfft. yeah. Maybe we could have said, you know, yeah. before yeah. this game started, yeah. we could have said John Brown or Mike Williams. I think that would have been more adequate of a comparison for Rusty. Um, yeah. But, you know, but knowing that Mike Williams was playing, I didn't want to put him into this segment here. So, yeah, but I get what you're saying. All right, moving on. So you're going to be Brian now, okay. and Lashawn McCoy or Ronald
1: Jones. Play Ronald Jones. Lashawn McCoy's in the doghouse in Kansas City, and Ronald Jones. I, I I didn't get him on waivers, and Brian beat me to him. But he paid up on him, which is probably the smart play because. Brian needs wins. He just – he doesn't care how he does it. If he can just keep winning, he's going to make the playoffs. So, because I barely missed out on him, I'm sure he's going to go for about 90 total yards and a touchdown. So, he's probably going to hit that 15, 18-point mark. So, yeah, Ronald Jones.
0: Well, McCoy went for a solid 1.4 last week. He only had three rushing attempts and one target. Ronald Jones – from what I've been hearing is going to be the feature back there in Tampa. Finally, Bruce Arians is going to say that he earned the right to start and play more snaps. I mean, he's been the back of the two there, you know, between Peyton Barber and him, that's more explosive, quicker, faster, but because of Peyton's experience, he's always been in there. I think this is Ronald Jones time to shine. I just don't think that it's going to be this week, and I do think that McCoy actually outplays him. But we'll uh, we'll see. What I, I you know, I guess they are playing against Arizona though, so you always have to put they're that terrible. into effect.
1: they uh, they run these terrible,
0: and McCoy's going against at Tennessee. Tennessee's front seven's pretty decent, but I that's a coin flip in my eyes. Quite honestly, I think that's a coin flip. So I don't think they're going to be separated by more than three points, but that could be a win. You never know. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. You're going to be Chaz now. DK Metcalf on the bench right now or
1: Calvin Ridley. Um, You got to go Calvin Ridley. And here's why. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is probably going to be lining up on Julio. I think Julio will probably have just an average mediocre game, maybe five or six catches for 60 yards, somewhere in there, 60, 70 yards, no touchdowns, and I think this is the spot where Calvin Ridley can actually do some damage. Um, So, yeah, you got to go Calvin Ridley. I'm
0: going to go opposite there. I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. I think that the San Francisco D uh, secondary led by Sherman, they're going to have a plan to cover up Lockett. <clears throat> and I think this is where D.K. Metcalf gets not a lot of yards but a couple touchdowns. So I think his his line might be something more like, you know, five catches, 60 yards, and two touchdowns. But I think that's going to be a much better play than someone, <coughs> excuse me, than Calvin Ridley um, going up against <coughs> a solid overall secondary in New Orleans. Um, I don't know. I haven't been – I guess I need to look at Ridley's line, but he hasn't really done a ton, right? He had a couple big games week one and two, and then a decent game week five. But outside of that, I mean, I don't know. I I would go DK here. It's a divisional game. I think he kind of comes out. It's a Monday night game, I believe. Yeah, Monday night game. I think it's kind of his coming out party. So that's the way I would roll. Right, You are your Mike and you got to choose between Chris Herndon who has yet to play a snap or Jimmy
1: Graham who forgot how to play tight end. (laughs) It's hard (laughs) because I mean, you got to go with the healthy guy, right? So I think you gotta, you gotta play Jimmy Graham. It's, it's in a tough matchup matchup where Panthers are typically pretty good against the tight end. Um, but yeah, I think you got to go Jimmy Graham and not expect a whole lot. I I don't know.
0: There's Chris. Her- <coughs> Excuse me. Chris Herndon has
1: so much upside here. If he can get he's on, he's got a hammy. He he was on the field last week and then he had to stop playing.
0: He's got to. If I think if he can play, if he gets, if they put him on the field and they say, if like he gets downgraded to probable. I think you play him. I think you play him. He just got more upside than Jimmy Graham. Um, And they need a tight end. I mean, he, he needs, he needs to play tight and they're playing against New York. So, you know, that there's not a huge defense there. Um, I don't know how well Carolina does with their, Tight ends on defense and covering them, but <clears throat>
1: Luke, that's who covers him. Yeah, he so covers everything.
0: I, I think if he gets downgraded or upgraded, I don't know what the word is there, um, to probable, I think you play, I think you play Hernan and try for the upside there. He's going to need all the points he can get.
1: I, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Because even though Chaz isn't playing a tight end, it wouldn't surprise me if Chaz's tight end, who he's not playing, outscores Jimmy Graham or Herndon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. So, all right, but so you are now Johnny, and you got to choose between
1: Jarvis Landry or Kalen Balage. Kalen Balage. <laughs> how do you not go with the guy that's the only running back on the Dolphins that you know? the other guys literally behind him have not played a snap, not a touch. They haven't played a snap. Okay. So he's going to be the full workhorse. He's a terrible running back, but he's the goal line back. So I think you got to go with Kaitlin Balaj and hopefully you get lucky with like a two yard touchdown run. That's all you can ask for.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with all that right there. I, I have OBJ obviously as my, I think my boom for the week. Um, So I don't think you're going to get two booms out of Cleveland unless it's Nick Chubb. I don't think there's going to be two receivers there. Um, They're going to (coughs) going up against Buffalo's (coughs) defense. So I think (coughs) God bless it. This is killing me. It's killing my podcast abilities, Jared. Not myself today with this sickness here. Damn kids. Anyways. I think you got to go with Belage. I uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly there after I'm thinking about it a little bit more. I just, I think they're going to, he's going to get locked up. And uh, I agree. All right, move on. Uh, you are slip and you got Jared Goff or Crab Legs, Jameis Winston. And I think right now he has Winston in the lineup yeah. against uh, Arizona, which I you know, can't blame him there, but. I
1: I mean, it's kind of like I mean, I mean, John's team can score points, so it's one of those where you, I think, you got to go with Jameis, where you got to go with the upside of Jameis. I'm kind of pissed because I was hoping Brooks would have streamed him last week and then dropped him and rolled back with golf, and I was going to probably scoop him up and just try to roll with Jameis. I know he's he's gonna he's gonna turn the ball over, but he's probably also going to throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns. So that's just what Jameis does. I think you got to play with the upside and try to go and chase the points, especially this time of year. Um, yeah. So I think Jameis is the right play.
0: Here's what I know. If Jameis is in, I want him throwing it <clears throat> to Godwin. If golf is in, I want him throwing it to my little Cooper cup. Another thing I know is Brooks is not doing very well at picking players. And he leaves a lot of points on the bench. So I think this week, Golf does better than Jameis, even though Jameis has the easier matchup. But that's just me. That's the way I
1: look at it. God, his attempts though, man. Jameis, yeah, he's had he's had at least thirty six passing attempts in one, two, three, four, five, six of his eight games. I mean, I'm I'm one of those where I think you got to chase the volume. And just, I think that I was nervous when you picked up last week, you picked up Danny Amendola and you picked up Derek Carr last week to play him, right?
0: Yeah, him. And I played yeah. him this week
1: too. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. But somewhere. last week I'm going, and I don't even know if you intentionally <clears throat> did this, but when I saw it and it didn't really play out that way, but I'm like, God, he's, Joe is invested in Danny Amendola, TJ Hawkinson, and, Derek Carr and what a lot of the experts were saying between the Raiders and Lions were the potential of that might be the shootout game, right? There's typically always one week, one game a week where it ends up just no defense. And it's like both scores are in the thirties and those are the fantasy. Um, that's where you want the exposure in fantasy, right? Yeah. A lot of people are thinking that for the bucks and Cardinals this week. So,
0: well, it makes glad- sense.
1: I mean, both teams are not very good. Yeah, in this situation, yeah, it makes sense. So but so I'm I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping that Jameis is there. I'm hoping he throws a lot to to Evans and I'm okay. He can throw a lot to who are
0: you playing this week? <clears throat> I'm playing the fuck am I playing? I got uh Christy prefers big black cops.
1: Pittman. Oh uh, Pittman. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I need Pittman to lose. Okay, so if I'm not going to make the playoffs, I sure as hell don't want to finish last. So I'm a, I'm okay if I'm okay with uh, Evans and Godwin both going for 17. You cool with that? Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm let's cool let's that. let's go for that. All right,
0: that works. All right. So last one here, You're Pittman. You got to choose between Curtis Samuel or DJ Moore, two Carolina receivers. He's currently got. D.J. Moore in right now.
1: Who are you picking? Ooh, trick answer. You got to play them both. I think you can, actually. No, I don't think you do, though. I think Could Devontae you? Parker's the right <coughs> play. I don't follow. Jamison Crowder is the right play. Tyler Lockett, you have to play him. Yeah. So that only leaves one spot there, and it's between Curtis Samuel, Brandon Cooks is playing, can't play Josh Gordon. So D.J. Moore or Curtis Samuel? You think he can play Freeman? Uh, he doesn't have anybody else to replace. He, he's oh, got yeah, all, that,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I'm all, sorry
1: yeah. yeah, he's got all wide receivers. My bad. Um, yeah, Freeman's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be a tough slug. So, ah, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Um, he, at the, by the end of this, he's probably going to be looking at where he's going to have to be chasing points. Right, just the way that kind of this is shaking out with this Thursday night game. So, I think by chasing points, you probably have to go with Curtis Samuel and hope you get a big splash play with him. Here's what I think. I mean, Jamison Crowder is sitting at 68 points. I mean,
0: he's got, you know, I mean, I guess a a decent matchup against the
1: Giants, but it's – The Packers are – the Packers has a a really good um, pass secondary. Their run defense is not good. So, it's going to be a tough sledding for one of the receivers. It so, would not but,
0: surprise me at all if those two Carolina receivers, you know, if 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 uh, Samuel
1: outscored Crowder, that would not surprise me. One yeah, bit. maybe. But I mean, we'll I, I mean, I invested in Robbie Anderson last week, and I watched that Jets game. Ooh, boy, that offensive line is terrible. It's brutal. So Adam Gase will he will be, off- he'll be fired. Yeah, the only guy you can maybe kind of trust is Jamison Crowder just because he's kind of the short passes and he can maybe catch six to eight balls for 60 yards and maybe a touchdown. Yeah. So, but yeah.
0: All right, I think that'll do it for you make the call, Jared. Sweet. 10 matchups here we go all right welcome in to the week 10 matchups we're gonna go through each of the matchups going on this week but first let's do a little quick recap week nine results jared you were two and three i was an abysmal one and four and prove week over week that I am just awful at choosing fantasy matchups here. Uh, your year-to-date record is twenty-seven and eighteen, while mine is almost reverse at a nineteen and twenty-six. So we're going to start off here with the Cooper Troopers. Myself, six and three versus Pittman, um, one-game win streak. He's at three and six. Current projections are sitting at a one thirty-one. Uh, excuse me, 122.06 to a 10788. This is a live game, so just a quick update right now. Uh I get sitting at twenty-seven point three six points to Pittman's three point one five. He's getting from Rivers. Both of our quarterbacks are playing like trash right now. Carr only has ten points. Uh who you got to win this
1: one though? Oh I man, I mean this makes it even easier with Jesus, Joe. Sorry, bud. <laughs> But it makes it a little bit easier with kind of this live update with Rivers kind of struggling. But this might be one of those classic Rivers games where he ends up bringing about 18 fantasy points in the fourth quarter. It's not going to surprise me. So it it could happen. But it's still a close game, so we'll see. But just the rest of it, kind of tough matchups for Pittman. I I think you're going to pull this one out. I picked myself as well. Um,
0: I think – Cooper Cup coming back this week is gonna is gonna do some work for me. I did have to go with a different kicker with Matt Gay out of Tampa. Um, I think that that's gonna give me some nice points there out of Arizona. And I think Godwin, Gordon's doing his job. Hopefully Kamara's back. That's gonna be the kicker. If Kamara can come back and so can David Johnson, I think that put this game away quite easily. But if Johnson's out, then I gotta make a couple decisions. Um, <clears throat> from my bench, but either way, I think I win this one. I think it's going to be closer than we expect. It'll be somewhere around like 136 to like 120, but I think I pull this one off. All right, let's move on to <clears throat> water bottle, 6 toys and Brooks versus a deuce like Zito and John. I know they've changed their names currently. Brooks is sitting at a three and six record while Johnny is at a four and five record. We have a little bit of action here going on right now. Uh, Johnny's got 2.3 points from Terrence Williams, not doing too much there. But who you got in this
1: matchup? Um, This one's going to come down to Monday night. You got Tevin Coleman and Emmanuel Sanders for Johnny. Brooks, there's some questions around Kittle. He kind of hurt that knee, so he's been kind of day to day. So you got to pay attention to that. Brooks is also playing Matt Breda because of the bye week. So, man, this could be a shootout. Um, I think Michael Thomas is going to go off. I think Jameis Winston's going to go off. I think Mark Ingram's going to go off. I think Michael Gallup's going to score. I can say some of that about the same. I think Brooks is going to pull it out in a close one by six. Six points. Okay. Six making it. No, Brooks by six.
0: Um, I'm going to stay with Brooks. I do think it's going to be a little bit more <clears throat> easy for him. I'm going to say more of like a 15 point victory. I just, I picked Dalvin cook as my boss. I think that's going to continue. Um, I don't think that Emmanuel Sanders considered, uh, continues on, um, as well as he's been doing there in San Francisco against Seattle. That's a divisional game. It's going to be low scoring. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Brooks here. I think it's gonna be more like a 127 to a one ten game and he pulls this one off. Okay. All right, moving on. We're gonna to go to only Norton with a belt. Mike sitting at a three and six record versus Big D big dick and fat pockets eight and one. Chaz, who is sitting pretty handily at the top of the uh, the league right now. Who you got on this matchup, even though Chaz is sitting a tight end potentially.
1: Yeah, it's uh this is the only game with no no action going tonight. Um Christian McCaffrey's got a good chance of running a really good a lot of points up on Green Bay. Um Calvin Ridley, Lamar Jackson against god awful Cincinnati. I mean, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray might just go into a, a, a shootout here with each other. Yeah. Um, Zeke's got some tough matchups. Yeah, I think I still think Chaz just has too much, and he's—I I don't think he's going to actually play a tight end. And I think he's going to win by twenty. Twenty would be not a lot of a vi- big victory for him. So I don't even think
0: that sentence just made sense that I just said. Anyways. Uh I think Chaz wins. He moves to nine and one. I just don't think Mike's team is consistent at all. He might have one or two guys do very well, but then he ends always ends up having like four or five guys get like four to six points, and that's just not gonna win you any games he's got He's got Kareem Hunt right now who hasn't played all year in the mix, and I don't know if 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 he's gonna keep him there. 'Cause he does have like Frank Gord he can put in and and uh Davis, Corey Davis that he can put in, but I, I I just think Chaz has got too much firepower. I think that's quite the route there. I think it's another another big victory for Chaz, somewhere around one hundred sixty seven to about a buck twenty. Yep. All righty, so now you're gonna be yourself, Jared. Mazel right. three and six versus Flaming Baseballs equals you're gay, Brian. That's sitting at six and three record. Let's get some current action on this game. Pretty tight right now. So current action is ten and a half points for yourself. You're getting five from Keenan Allen, five from Daryl Waller, and then Brian's got four point three from Eckler and eleven from Hunter Henry with that
1: touchdown catch. Who you got in this one? Cool. this one's – I mean, Patty Mahomes is scheduled to come back. Um, that Tennessee secondary is not very good. So, if he comes back and he's 80% Patrick Mahomes, I think he probably has a really good day, which means Tariq Hill probably has a really good day. Damian Williams is kind of – he might get in the end zone. Odell Beckham, who knows. Um, he can say the same about my guys. I just, I just think my team's just kind of falling apart slowly. I think I'm going to be pushing 110 – this week, And Brian's going to pull away with a victory with about 128, 128, 110,
0: Brian. I'm going to take Brian here. I think it's going to be a little worse than you expect. <clears throat> I got OD- OBJ is my boom. <clears throat> God bless it. I think Hooper's going to get in the end zone as well. Um, and I do think Ronald Jones does pretty well. Probably enough to get him over the edge, but I do think it's going to be somewhere around like one thirty-seven to uh, one twenty, is what my guess would be. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm always hoping for you to win because when sure, you win, I you're happier on the podcast. I don't, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't think you've ever picked me to win though. I
0: think you could. I
1: think you could <laughs> pull it off. I mean, I could. Uh, I don't I know mean, about, about this
0: Madison play.
1: But I don't know, I, uh, he's, I just kind of put him in there to throw up the points. I mean, my kicker right now is on a buy, so I haven't picked up a kicker yet. Yeah. I'm probably going to pick up a different running You're pass, just playing so. number games right now with Brian. With oh, yeah, I'm just kind of throwing it in there, just to Maybe. make it look kind of better. Kind <clears> of <throat> messing with you, really. And
0: he's kind of doing the same thing with playing two tight ends, but probably yeah, not. But they're probably keep players.
1: Yeah, they're legit players. Yeah, they're legit players. That's true. Better than my tight ends. His tight end right now already has double digits. Mine doesn't. That's true. But the game's still early. Yeah. Still early. Yeah, I'm going to take Brian, though, unfortunately.
0: Hate to say it, buddy. All right, last game of the week. We got I, right, Joey, Buttfuck, 4-5, and five, Rusty versus Chipmunk, Sex, and Brad, and 5-4. and four. Tight matchup here. Um, who you got? Let me see. Well, actually, let me see what kind of action we got here. Limited action here. Just for an update. Rusty's got Mike Williams with exactly zero points. And Brad's got Josh Jacobs with an underperforming 5.7 out of Josh Jacobs. So who you got on this one?
1: There's a lot of question marks around here. What's Brad going to do with Evan Ingram? Yeah. Right? What is – um, um uh, what's his name? Is Le'Veon Bell going to play? There's questions about him actually playing or not. Um, yeah. I mean – DeVante. Brad's having to play. Brad's having to play Cole Beasley, Jesus. Zach Pascal, Jesus, and Kenyon Drake. So I mean, I don't. This is tough. Maybe this is the Barkley game where he kind of has one of his big ones. And Russell Wilson has kind of it, but Drew Brees over there. I think Rusty pulls it out. I'm just yeah. going to say Rusty. I can't trust Cole Beasley, Kenyon Drake, and Zach Pascal. I already wrote this one down. This was the only one
0: that I had pre-written down. And I picked Rusty because he doesn't play – because <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I said if he doesn't put Thielen in his lineup, then I'm picking Rusty. But if he does put Thielen in his lineup, I'm picking Brad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's ballsy.
0: Hey, it's been working for him, so you might as well yeah. keep that train rolling, throw, right? Throw,
1: throw it in there. Yeah. yeah,
0: keep it rolling. All right, Well, that'll do it for Week 10 matchups. I need to apologize for the coughs throughout the evening. Uh, my bad. I'll do better next time, but uh, Jared, you got anything else for us before we take off? Here?
1: Uh, I, mean, I mean, keep pounding, baby. That's my whole motto right now. Keep pounding. Let's just stay in the hunt. Other than that, I guess I'll see you boys later and dodge injuries and Yes, right. Take care, boys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there is a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcasts, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms. And wherever you listen to your podcasts, But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Rots and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries and Guess Right.